Hello everyone, welcome to what we might call episode number one of this audio space that seeks to keep conversations about the American Educational Studies Association, what some refer to as ASA, going throughout the year. Uh, my name is Tim Monreal and I am the communications chair of AESA or ASA. I am also an assistant professor of learning and instruction at the University at Buffalo. In this episode, we have a short conversation with President-elect and 2023 program chair, Dr. Sue Ellen Henry, about this year's theme and call for proposals and, as she notes, participation. Before we jump into the conversation, a few notes about the episode. First, the poem that Sue Ellen references is an ode we owe by Amanda Gorman. It can be found on the call for proposals on the AESA website. Second, the email address uh, for any questions is 2023AESA at gmail.com. I believe we mentioned something different in the conversation. Finally, Dr. Jameson Brewer is no longer the interim secretary, but has officially been named as such. A few words about Dr. Sue Ellen Henry to give us some background. Dr. Sue Ellen Henry is a professor of education and former director of the Teaching and Learning Center and Writing Program at Bucknell University, where she has worked since 1996. She earned her PhD in Social Foundations of Education at the University of Virginia, her Master's of Education from the University of Vermont, and a BS in Psychology from Washington State University. She teaches courses in sociology and philosophy of education, as well as culturally responsive education and qualitative research methods, while supervising a small, but as she says, mighty crew of graduate students. Her scholarship focuses on social class influences on children's social class experiences in schools and the influence of emotion in the classroom. Originally from Washington State, she has now made Pennsylvania home for the last 28 years, almost all of which she has been involved, and an active participant of AESA. That is where she grew her family, not AESA, but Pennsylvania. She loves the outdoors, yoga, and her dog, Ginger. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us um, about ASA this coming year in Louisville, Kentucky. Um, can you just please introduce yourself um, and tell us how long you've been a part of ASA? So uh, really good to be with you. Thanks so much for doing this, Tim. I uh, I do think that you know our membership needs lots of ways of being together and getting to know one another. So I appreciate this opportunity. Uh, I've been coming to the American Ed Studies Association meeting since 1993 and uh, have participated in the leadership of ASA, you know, beyond offering my own sessions and uh, and just being a good member, coming to conferences and learning with other people. I've been on the executive board. I served as uh, the secretary of ASA uh, a long, long time ago um, when the secretary and the treasurer were different roles. And um, so I was really pleased, got, awfully surprised actually to be uh, elected uh, vice president with all the changes that that position brings with it uh, over the years, but really uh, excited about working on this year's conference. 
um, and having such a, an important hand in helping shape the framework that brings us all together so that we can learn together and get smarter together. Awesome. And for folks that do not know, and hopefully as we continue to have more conversations with folks, you'll, you know, we'll be able to communicate the structures of ASA and ASA. Um, but the vice president is really in charge of really um, creating and guiding the annual meeting. And so you have created or led the creation of just a, a wonderful call um, and theme entitled Education and Extinction creative openings for critical social imagination and what we owe. It would be wonderful if you could perhaps just talk through your choice of the theme, its development, and really any highlights uh, that you would like to point out from the call. So the I, the first thing I wanna say about the call is that the, the call is deliberately titled a call for participation and proposals. Uh, and this might be a new, um, you know, there's, it's usually a call for proposals and everyone thinks, all right, what paper session am I going to submit? Um, this year, I'm really trying to emphasize with folks that there are, um, first off, we've sort of diversified the, the modalities for sharing and discussing with one another around an uh, academic or intellectual question or theme. Um, and maybe we'll talk about that in a minute. But I'm also deliberately inviting people to participate in the construction of this program uh, by volunteering to be a reviewer, uh, a program um, session reviewer, as well as thinking about maybe participating as a discussant or a, um, a session chair. All of these roles can be found in the all academic site. Um, you don't have to be some highly seasoned person to be a discussant or a chair. You just have to be somebody who is interested in a topic and bring something to the table and, uh, and a willingness to spend some time with uh, papers and proposals ahead of time so that the discussant can contribute to a rich and full conversation actually during the meeting. Um, and then the chair sort of runs the session and facilitates the, the Q&A and, um, and just makes sure that, that people have what they need in order to bring their best selves to their, to their session uh, moment. So really want to uh, uh, emphasize that there are lots of ways of investing um, in the American Ed Studies Association, getting experience, um, and just participating in the in what we do for four days together uh, in Kentucky. Um, specifically to the theme, uh, this, this idea of education and extinction, I'll say that I uh, held um, two sort of, I guess what politicians call listening sessions um, with kind of random members of ASA, long, uh, generally long-term members of ASA, asking for people's participation in thinking through what do we need? Like what, what kind of theme might be valuable for addressing uh, particularly a post-pandemic conference moment, um, which feels different, quite frankly, than it did, you know, going to conferences in the 2000s and um, when uh, concerns about being together, but also a desire to be being together 
uh, was really, uh, you know, kind of the thing I remember feeling. Um, and uh, in those meetings, there was a lot of concern uh, expressed um, around these issues of extinction. Like, is public school really going away? You know, is is the conception of public schooling being replaced both at the K-12 level and at the higher ed level with other formats, most obvious being the for-profit uh, arena? Um, is the is the environment quite literally the physical environment and the social environment that education happens in? Is that under a period of extinction? Um, and what are some of these real threats that exist? And so I, I this was a theme that kept coming up. Um, and then I happened upon uh, Amanda Gorman's uh, poem, which uh, had been delivered just days around these listening sessions uh, at the UN. And uh, I was really uh, struck um, by this question, I think, you know, educators often have uh, substantial commitments to their students, to uh, curriculum, to political change, social transformation. And so I was struck at the overlap between what I was hearing in these listening sessions and this notion of what we owe by being in privileged positions to learn and teach together with learners of all ages and varieties. Um, so th those were some of the, the the primary motivators for the shaping of the theme uh, as it's discussed here. Wow, that's that's wonderful. And my mind is is really buzzing with not only some of the things that you discuss, but some of perhaps, you know, the papers, the presentations, the different types of participation. I love that you emphasized that, that we'll see. Um, you know, just reflecting on what you said and, and from my own reading, you know, there's, for whatever reason, it really ev evokes like a real effective, like emotionality um, to a degree. There, there's, there's numbness, but there's right hope there's concern but there's privilege right and um I, I, you know i i don't really have much to say but i'm just wondering you know um how we wade through that when we're thinking about proposals when we're thinking about submitting things i appreciate those adjectives like numbness and connection and affect um I, I will say kind of as an aside that one of the things that my listening sessions people wanted to remind me of is that, listen, regardless of the theme, people are going to put forward their submissions. Right? Of course, so, of course. You know, the extent to which people are really, I don't know, you know, deeply, uh, uh, you know, engage with the theme. You know, we know, we know what we know, right? And we we have the things that we want to talk about and we have the the concepts and the theories and the experiences that we want to write about. And so, you know, part of the challenge of being the program chair is to write a theme large enough to encompass both those who need some direction of a theme and also those who just need the all academic, you know, box to put their stuff up in. So, uh, you know, I want to be I, I want to be honest about that. I think, you know, any any piece of scholarship for for an organization as interestingly diverse 
in all that that word means, intellectually, academically, representatively. Um, I, you know, I, I don't think there is a perfect theme that everybody will find a place to hitch their wagon to. Um, but maybe some of that umbrella opportunity um, that one always hopes a theme will generate can be made more through some of these other networks that you just mentioned in terms of, of you know, what does this poem, for instance, raise for you, right? Um, and I, in the, in the call, you know, I have quoted the poem uh, just, you know, a short bit of the poem, just the beginning and the ending, um, you know, but if people are looking for uh, motivation or inspiration, they might go and watch Amanda Gorman deliver the entire poem and sit with it a little bit and say, what are the consequences for the thing that I am most invested in? So what are the consequences for social studies curriculum from the questions that Gorman raises here? What are the consequences for higher education admissions practices that arise from Amanda Gorman's challenge? You know, that, that kind of thing. So that might be a, a way forward, um, you know, for some folks. I do think that you're picking up on one of the things that I think ASA and all, and when I say ASA, I just mean the 700 or so people who come to the meeting and the 3000 plus people who get our emails every week through you, which I'm so grateful for, um, is we need each other. We need our colleagues at our institutions, but we also need a, a sense of professional um, uh, affiliation. And um, the the meeting, I think, stands as the, the central way in which people find each other, um, pr particularly when we work in places where foundations of education, cultural studies of education, but becomes sort of more and more uh, maligned or minimized or, you know, marginalized. Um, uh, some listeners might have answered, uh, Jamison Brewer, our, our interim secretaries, uh, the survey that we put out shortly after um, the meeting in Philadelphia, or in Pittsburgh, rather. Um, and overwhelmingly, people responded by saying, listen, I come to the meetings to see other people who come to the meetings, right? Um, so the call here is really uh, meant also to capitalize on this desire um, to be in one another's company. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, tying the poem to the quotation, you know, and just the, the invocation of Maxine Green, right, and, and social imagination and social, right, dreaming, um, I think really speaks to that. You know, I can't tell you the the amount of, of people uh, that had not been to AESA before, but just found it, even last year, right, such a, a warm, welcoming, critical, of course, but still very hopeful, right, space um, to where they could be, um, together. So I have every expectation that this call will help facilitate that in one way or another. <laughs> that's what we hope, Tim, you know, <laughs> that's what we hope, right. That's what, that's our hope. Just yeah. in closing, and, and I do hope to have um, perhaps a couple 
couple of short podcasts or sessions about this, particularly aimed at graduate students. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, there are, um, I know a lot of people that came to their first ASA or ASA last year, and now they're thinking about their first submission. So just any brief tips um, in terms of, of putting that submission together, and then of course, you know, sending it through. So one of the things that I think dif differentiates AESA maybe from other conferences is this wide net of belief that we put into practice at the meetings that suggests that there are lots of different ways to engage knowledge, that knowledge doesn't just look like a, a, uh, a formally written paper that is delivered by speaking it out loud. Um, and so one of the things that folks will see in this year's call um, is an invitation to think kind of beyond the individual paper and the individual paper panel, uh, which is, you know, kind of the mainstay of academic conferences. Um, so in addition to that format, we've also um, dedicated uh, a distinct and deliberate time to thinking about panel presentations, which we have had in the past, where a facilitator would put together three or four thinkers on a common theme, and that whole unit comes together and is proposed um, as, a, uh, as a standalone um, uh, experience for members. We've also invested in uh, the idea of uh, roundtables and working papers. This is, I think, an, a nice opportunity for folks who have interesting ideas, but who might still be in the either a data gathering stage, if this is more of an empirical project, or sort of theoretically working it out. Um, and we're gonna be putting papers together on common themes and having a chance really for people to talk uh, through their projects, but also with one another about their projects and investing in each other's intellectual growth and academic support. Um, we're also gonna be inviting poster sessions this year, which um, we have done in the past a long time ago. Uh, but we're going to reprise that um, to see if there are some other ways that people might want to show and engage a, a different kind of audience, you know, two or three people standing around some sort of graphic representation where there's like a shorter conversation and then some change and a shorter conversation and some change. Uh, and then, of course, we always have the alternative sessions um, for people who think about um, uh, other modalities uh, that they want to share uh, with the membership. Um, these can be uh, video and multimedia presentations. Uh, they might be performances. They might be discussions, like guided discussions that people want to have. Um, so, uh, and, and, you know, almost anything could fit under alternative sessions. So one of the one of the terrific things I think that keeps me coming back to AESA um, now, you know, going on 30 years plus is this idea that um, there's always something new there. You know, there's, there's the, the sort of standard solid academic coordinate, you know, kind of historical way of doing things. And then there's also the making and construction of new knowledge and the delivery of that knowledge in a variety of ways. 
Um, so that's that's kind of a, a brief overview. All the instructions are in the call, which you have put out in the, the weekly roundup. It's also uh, available on our webpage under the conference tab. Um, and uh, indeed, all these instructions are also included in the all academic site if somebody has that open and is really working on, you know, putting stuff into fields and, and that kind of thing. Um, but I, you know, I look forward to, um, to a really, you know, robust and, at, you know, emotionally charged opportunity in, uh, in Louisville. Wonderful. Uh, fantastic. Well, um, thank you so much for just a little bit of your time for talking us through um, what, um, you know, aims to be an exciting time. And, and, you know, it will be here before we know it. And, uh, you know, I also want to emphasize what you had said earlier when you said, you know, it's a call for participation. So as you are thinking through these things, please, please, please sign up to be a reviewer, to be uh, a discussion, to, to be a chair, um, because that really makes the whole conference and the program better. So absolutely. You, yeah. Yeah. I'll let you have the final word. Is there anything that you would like to emphasize in closing? And, and um, you know, just once again, thank you for all of your work on behalf of the organization. Yeah, um, I'm really excited to do it. Uh, AESA2023 at gmail.com is our dedicated uh, email address. Um, happy to take any questions or if people want to talk through, I've got this kind of weird idea. Where do you think this might fit? Um, I'm happy to happy to do that. Really want to um, serve the membership. Um, so I invite people to say, what you have here is not serving me, but I think this might serve me. You know, let's have that conversation. Um, and um, I guess maybe the, the last thing I might say very briefly is, I know there have been some conversations and some uh, discussion around the use of technology at our meeting. Um, and as people are thinking about proposing, uh, one thing that folks might do is develop uh, QR codes so that participants in the actual sessions uh, can scan um, that QR code and get to a set of slides. Uh, most people know or, or material, whether it be video or audio or, or whatever, um, most people are, are aware that the cost of technology at these uh, hotels is just astronomical and unaffordable for an organization as tiny and volunteer run as ours. Um, but I do think that there are technological ways of working around that. Um, and I encourage people to be creative or to think out loud with me about how we might meet uh, people's needs. Great, and I think that that will be something that hopefully maybe, you know, I think one of the goals of this podcast and, and really just in discussions that we've had at the executive board is just how do we increase transparency? Um, and I think what you're starting to talk about, the cost of technology and why we make some of the decisions that we make, I think would be great to maybe talk through um, as we get closer to the conference. So thank you so much for bringing that up and, and for those tips as you're thinking about it. Um, have a wonderful rest of the day, um, wherever you're at. And uh, I'm sure we'll check in again.